2 Corinthians chapter 8, this is what we're going to look at tonight. <laughs> You've got your Bible. And uh, church family, before we read, since the passage is known to us tonight, let's pray first, ask God's blessing, and then we're going to look at this tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for letting us again to be in a missions conference. And Lord, just a time for us to set aside that we focus on getting the gospel to the world through our giving, our going, our sending. Uh, Father, I should bless the missionaries that are here. Lord, help them to come like family. Help us get to know them this week in a good way. And Father, we would pray for them, think about them, give toward uh, them going. And Lord, help us now in the service tonight. Lord, I don't know what you want to do, but Father, you know. You know what's going to happen tonight before we begin. Lord, work in the hearts of people. Help us to be sensitive. Help us be willing, surrendered. Lord, whatever you want. Lord, thank you that you call people. Uh, Father, I should please even in our, our service, in our church. Lord, young people that don't even know yet. But Father, that you're wanting to call them or going to call them. Lord, plant that seed even tonight. Lord, give us wisdom and power from the Holy Spirit. We love you. Thank you for being our God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Church family, I, just before I left... Um, I preached a message on what, what is faith promise? I think, I think that was here. I hope it was here. Uh, but what is faith promise? Faith promise is giving to God through missions, by faith, because of love, out of what God has provided us. I preached that same message at the missions conference I was at this last week. And I'm just telling you, uh, a lot of times people are raised with this idea of, you know, it's not a matter of what you have. You pray and by faith, you just come up with it. That's not scriptural, all right? To me, this takes all the pressure of the, on the, of the world off of us because of 2 Corinthians, verse number 12, chapter number 8. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. And uh, that's exactly what faith promises. So we're coming up on our faith promise, and on Sunday, you're going to take that card, and hopefully you have already have this particular card, it's per perforated. But you're going to take that card, and you're going to write down, there's no place for your name on there, you're going to write down what the Lord is going to have you to give for this coming year for your faith promise. You're going to put that in, keep the perforated part and then uh, that's just, again, your commitment to God. It's not a commitment. Per, I don't think it's even a commitment to the church. It's a commitment to God, not a commitment to man. God, I'm going to do my best to put this in an offering. And I say, give, do my best. God, by faith, allow me to do that. What is the faith part? To me, the faith part is you put your tithe in, you put your faith promise in, and then by faith, God is going to provide to meet the need um, that you're going to have as far as your own homes. But again, I hope you're praying that direction. Now, tonight, out of 2 Corinthians 8, I want to go just a little bit different direction, but I want to use this same passage out of 2 Corinthians 8. I want to talk about one word uh, tonight, and really it's the word grace tonight. Now, I know that's a familiar word in this particular passage, but when we deal with this word grace, almost all the time, it's about the grace of the Church of Macedonia, but the great word grace is used five times in this particular chapter, but it's talking about three different things. And that's what I want to deal with tonight and talk to you for a little bit about tonight. And I'm going to, if you have a title for the message, I would call this Grace for Grace. Because all three of these graces tear step and, are, and you can go up or down. But you're going to find out that this grace is so important and it has to do with us. And it has to do with missions. Chapter, chapters 8 and 9 has to do with missions. All right, so with that said, let's look at our Bibles tonight. Let's pick it up in verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, uh, Paul talking to the church of Corinth, moreover, brethren, we do you to wit, do you to know the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Then he begins to talk about those churches of Macedonia. Verse number two, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy, their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Liberality means giving. He says they didn't have much, but they gave much. All right. He goes on to say in verse number three, for to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing. I had a guy come up to me. At the last church I was just at, I'd never been there before, but the church uh, actually was a staff member. And the staff member had that same mentality about this idea of giving. And he said, but they gave beyond their power. 
And I said, ah, I never, I never thought of what you're saying. So I went back and looked at my Bible. That's not what it says. Look at your Bible in verse number three. It says, for to their power I bear record, yea, beyond their power they were willing of themselves. In other words, they can't give beyond their ability if they don't have it, but they were willing to give beyond their ability because they had a heart for giving to missions, to giving to those that were in need, and in this situation, giving to the missionary to administer to the saints. All right. By the way, these four missionaries that are here tonight, uh, are, sometimes our missions uh, uh, concept gets a little bit warped, but truthfully, we are giving to the missionary not just to take care of his needs according to Philippians 4, but to administer to the saints, which is the people that they're going to minister to. That's what missions is all about. So he goes on to say, look what he says next. In verse number four, praying us, the word praying means beg, begging us with much entreaty, us being the missionary, that we would receive the gift, that's the missions gift, and take upon us the fellowship partnership, fellowship of the ministering to the saints. The ministering to the saints was the people that the, the missionary was going to go minister to. All righty? So look what he says next in verse number five. And this they did not as we hope, but first gave their own selves to the Lord. And unto us, that's the missionary, by the will of God. It's the will of God for you to give yourself to the Lord and to give yourself to missions. Verse six, insomuch that we desire Titus that he, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Now church family, I don't want to belabor the point. I just want to make sure you understand the passage. But the word grace is mentioned five times. It's mentioned in verse number one. It says, the grace of God bestowed upon the church of Macedonia. In verse number six, he says, I sent Titus that, you might, that he might finish in you, last phrase, finish in you the same grace also. It's mentioned in verse number seven. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in other words, you're, you're overbound, excess, your excess in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us. He names, hey, you're doing good in these areas. See that ye abound in this grace also. What grace? The grace of giving by the church of Macedonia, that example. Verse number 9, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In verse number 19, and not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches, talking about the brother that brought the missionary gift, chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace which is administered by us. So the missions giving that was given to the missionary is administered. Church family, listen. <clears throat> Missions giving has three protections. Protection number one is the person who gives it. Protection number two is the church that sends it. Protection number three is the missionary that administers it. I want to tell you, Independent Baptist has lost sight about this idea of the protection that God puts on missionary money. All right, I mean, if you four missionaries here, can I just tell you, uh, churches that support you, that's not your salary. And you have been, we have been told that and trained that, that is not your salary. Philippians chapter 4, Paul said missionary was given that fruit might abound to your account because you met my need once and again. The, the, the giving, and we got kind of lopsided, the giving was to help the missionary, but according to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, it was also for the administering of the saints. We, we got this whole thing confused. And so the protection of missionary money is the person who gives it. And let me just say this, and I hope this rings in your ears more than anything else. God always blesses missions giving. Always. Always. So God says the protection is the person who gives it. The protection is the pastor of the church that sends it. And the protection is the, the missionary that administers it. Now, tonight, here's the thought tonight about grace. And this is what I want to talk about for just a little bit. I told you it's mentioned five times in this passage. It's mentioned in chapter 9. Uh, the word grace is mentioned again. But I want, to, I want to show you these three things. And I want to go backwards tonight. And, and, and it make, I feel like it makes more sense by going backwards. 
uh, in the passage here of talking about the grace. And I'm just going to look here, and, and I'm going to start in verse number 9 and work my way backwards. But look at your Bible. Look at verse number 9. The chapter is talking about missions giving. Apostle Paul is using the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 8, verse number 9, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Now, church, I mean, can I just tell you, when it comes to missions giving, there's three, three graces that are mentioned in the missions giving, and I want to just tell you where it all starts. It doesn't start by you putting your offering in the offering plate. It started that you're saved because of the grace of Jesus Christ. You're saved because of the grace of Jesus Christ. I know, listen to me, I know we get wrapped up in working our job and trying to do our ministry or going to church, but can I tell you, we better not lose sight that the whole reason that we're even here doing what we're doing is because Jesus Christ saved my soul from hell. Jesus Christ, who sat upon the throne of heaven in the riches of glory, the God-man, came and was born in a stable like a poor man and then lived 33 years, 33 and a half years of his life on this earth. And what did he do? Hardly known in the first 30. In the last three years, God decides to tell us, what did he do? He went out to heal the sick and, and raise the dead and, and help the poor and, and of course, bring, bring salvation to us. Can I just tell you, the, the grace that we see in missions giving is to be reminded of what Christ did for us. Church family, look at John chapter 1 for just a moment. We'll come back and finish these two, but look at John chapter 1. In John chapter number 1, and you know uh, what it's talking about, but look at verse number 1. I want to just pinpoint Jesus for just a moment here. In John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who is that? Jesus Christ. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, capital L, that all men through him might be saved. Who was that? Who was the light, capital L? Who was the, who was the light? Jesus, verse number eight. He was not that, John the Baptist, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light, bearing witness of Jesus, verse nine. That was the true light, which light, lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the word was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, his own received him not. But as many as received him, who is that? Jesus. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. If you're saved tonight, say amen. amen. Then guess what? You've been born again because you put your faith in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. But look what he says next in verse 13. Which were born, talking about us, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of who? Now, I don't know if you caught that or not, but you didn't get saved by your own will. You got saved because God showed grace to you. All right, look, look what he says next, verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Now, the last phrase of verse number 14 is important because of verse number 16, but look at the last phrase, verse 14. What was Jesus full of? Say it. Grace and truth. Was he full? Yes or no? Verse, nine, verse 15, I'm sorry. John bare witness of him, bare witness of Jesus, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Who is that? Jesus Christ. Now, don't miss verse 16. And of his what? Have all we received. Say the last phrase. All right, now church family, think about that. In verse 14, the last phrase says that he was full of grace and truth. Now let's stay with the word grace. He was full of grace. Verse 16 says, and of his fullness of that grace have, have all we, what? And then it says, and grace for grace. 
And church, I, want, I really believe what this is telling us is this. Jesus Christ was full of grace. We got to receive that grace. And he expects grace for grace. He expects us to show, that, show grace because he's shown us grace. Church, I mean, when we talk about grace, what, <laughs> I, I always think of dessert. But anyway, uh, grace. You know what grace? The word grace means graciousness. It means, uh, it means favor. It means kindness. It means benefit. It's that extra thing that you don't deserve. I showed up in Akron, Ohio for their missions conference. I had never been there before. I have never had a church that I've gone to speak at. I've never had a church rent me a car, ever. I don't know why. I, just never, I don't remember ever happening. So I arrive in Akron, Ohio, and they say, now listen, we've already rented you a car. So I go rent the car. I drive to their church, and I, I, got, I had that car all week long. Now, I'm going to tell you something. They could have come pick me up. They could have transported me back and forth to the services. They didn't need to do that. To me, the, 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 having me have a car and giving me a car, to me, that's grace. That, that was them showing that they were being gracious to me being there. It was an extra. It was a benefit. It wasn't necessary, but it sure was nice. Believe me, it was nice. I drove that car everywhere. And I floored it the whole time. I mean, I stayed within the speed limit, but I mean, I just floored it. Hey, can I just tell you, when you got saved, you didn't deserve to be saved. You don't deserve to go to heaven. You don't deserve to have a Holy Spirit inside of you. If you're a young person, you didn't deserve to be born into a Christian home. You didn't deserve to have all the blessings physically and financially and spiritually that God has poured upon your life. That's all grace. Everything above zero is a blessing from the Lord. There ought, listen to me. There ought not to be a day that goes by that you don't thank God for his grace that he saved you. So the first type of grace that is mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and again, going backwards, verse number 9, is the grace that Christ showed to us, and that's why we're saved. I want you to look at the second one now. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. The second grace I want you to see is the grace that the, the church showed toward the missionary. Now, it's mentioned in three verses, verse number 6, 7, and I think verse uh, 19. In verse number 6, it says, in 2 Corinthians 8, it says, In so much that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you... The same grace also. Now, church, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I want to make sure you get this. I want you to understand the truth of what he's trying to say here. He said, I wanted, Paul said, I want Titus to come to Corinth and I want him to talk to the church about what the churches of Macedonia, that you would practice that same grace that the churches of Macedonia practiced, which would have been Philippi, Thessalonica, and Berea. He says, those churches showed grace in their deep poverty. They gave so that the saints could be taken care of, so that the missionary could have the support that he needed. Do you understand that Paul was telling Titus, I want you to teach grace. How come he didn't just say, I want you to teach missions giving? Because missions giving is grace. That's what it is. It's grace. Missionaries, I hope that when you're here that you feel honored. I hope that you feel like, you know, you're above the crowd in that sense that, we, that we're excited about what you're doing and where you're going. But I think you would agree with me tonight, you don't deserve our accolades. You don't deserve someone to applaud you because it's the grace of God that he saved you and it's the grace of God that he called you. Amen. And, and the four missionaries that are here, and I, listen tonight, they understand. I'm not belittling what they're, what, what, they're, what they're doing. I just want you to see it tonight that what we're doing about missions by sending them, yes, God called them. And by the way, if God called them, they don't need us. But you need them. You need them. 
Church family, when Elijah went to, the widow, uh, went to where the widow was, the widow of Zarephath, and uh, what, was, what was Elijah being fed with before he got to the widow of Zarephath? Ravens. Figure that one out. The only thing you can think to yourself is that God deliberately told and sent those ravens with the food to Elijah. Am I correct on that? I mean, ravens don't show up at your doorstep, do they? If they do, I'm going to come because I'm taking pictures. No, God sent those ravens. So think about this. That widow of Zarephath, when, when Elijah had come to the widow of Zarephath, said, hey, listen, uh, I'm here. You need to feed me first. She says, hey, listen, I only got enough for me and my son to eat, and we're going to die. Listen to me. The oil didn't spare, and, 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 and God continually provided for her. So it wasn't a matter that Elijah needed her food, but she needed Elijah. Her and her house was taken care of throughout that famine. You know why? Because she gave. God can take care of the missionary. He can take care of Elijah. He doesn't need us, but we need the missionary. So when you think about this tonight, do you understand the grace of God comes to us, but then that same grace, grace for grace, God says, I want you to take that same grace that I showed to you. That's why you're saved. That's why you're in church. That's why you even know about Christ. I want you to take that same grace, and I want you to pass that grace on. And I know it might be in the form of a gift, but that's grace. So we have the grace of Jesus to the sinner. We've got the grace of the church to the missionary, and that's what we, give, that's what we do with our faith promise. But there's one more. Look at your Bible again. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, look at verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the church of Macedonia. Church family, can I just tell you this last grace is God gives the grace back to us, all right? Let me see if I can... Uh, Illustrate. Let me use you three college guys right there on the second row. Just come here for a second if you don't mind. Come on up here real quick here. All right. So, Trishman, let's illustrate if you can tonight. You three guys stand behind me here. Um, I think right there. Just back up a little bit so we can see you. Okay. So, um, on this side over here, this is Jesus Christ. All right. I, don't, I know it's bad typecasting. What are you going to do? Okay. You can't typecast Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God. Okay. But for picture's sake, I need you to understand. Try not to look at the face because obviously... Of course, you know, anyway, uh, but Jesus, it was rough, all right? So Jesus, this is going to be a picture of Jesus Christ, all right? And Jesus Christ was crucified. How many, should, we should illustrate that then, all right? Illustrate, right? <laughs> so Jesus Christ died for us so we could go to heaven, amen? Okay, this is the picture here, really of you and I, but the church of Macedonia, all right? The church of Macedonia was made up of believers. If you're saved tonight, that's why you're part of a, a, a Bible-believing church, is you're part of this assembly, but you're saved, you've been baptized, so you're saved. These churches here did what they did because they received grace, all right, from the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ, he gives grace to the church because he died for them, handed off to the church. Then the church, they know that they're saved. They're on their way to heaven. They care about the lost in the Amazon basin. They care about the lost in New Zealand. They care about the lost in Panama. They care about the lost in Thailand. And they think to themselves, I need to give so that those people over there can get saved. And they think, hey, listen, I'm having a rough time at the, in Lawrence, Kansas, and I don't have enough money to pay my own bills, and I can't take care of my own children. But what happens is, is in your deep poverty, you understand that you're saved and on your way to heaven, and you don't mind going a little bit less because of grace. And because you receive grace, you pass that grace on to the missionary. Now, listen to me tonight. That grace that is mentioned there, that was grace giving 
that graciousness to take care of the missionary. Now, I don't want you to miss this. Look at the chapter 9 now. Look at chapter 9. Look at verse number 8. These two chapters go together. I'll read verse 6 since it's tied together. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, that's not just some, that's not just the, the head of the house, young person, if you've got an, an income, every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now don't miss verse number eight. And God, the word all is mentioned three times. And God is able to make all, what's the word? Abound towards you, that ye always having all what? In all may abound to every good work. As it is written, he, he God, hath dispersed abroad. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. God's righteousness, verse 10. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, God's the one that ministers seed to the sower. What's the next word? Both. So what two things does God do for the person who ministers seed to the sower, the seed that God gives you? Both minister bread for your food and what? Multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. The church of me, I don't know if you can see this or not, but when the church of Macedonia gave to the missionary, it was not the missionary that showed grace back to the church. Who showed grace back to the church? Say it again. God showed grace back to the church. So can I just tell you that it starts all back here 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sin. I don't deserve to be saved. And so when the pastor gets up and says, we're going to have a Faith Promise Missions Conference, and I'm standing here sitting in the service, and I'm thinking, man, I just don't have very much, but I'm going to give my tithe and offering, and I'm going to find some way to give something because I'm thankful that God saved me. I take that same grace, and I show that grace to the missionary. And that missionary goes to a foreign field, and they start churches. They started seven churches. How much more fruit could you get to your account than that? And then God takes the place of the missionary because it's not the missionary that shows grace back to the church. And by the way, I'm thankful for the kind words of Brother Hernandez. And obviously, we've been sorting Brother Painter. Lord permitting, we're supporting these two. But do you understand that the missionary, what's he going to do? He's going to a foreign field. He can't take a job on the foreign field. He can only take what the churches give to him so that he can go out there, provide for his family, and administer to the saints, administer to those that get saved. Amen. He's not going to send, they're not going to send money back here. Amen. But they don't have to. You know why? Because God's over on this side, and he sends grace. I don't know if you caught it or not, but Heritage Baptist Church might not be the greatest church in the world. Now, in my opinion, it is the greatest church in the world. It's because this is where God placed me. But it might not have everything that all the other churches have, but I'm going to tell you, God's been very gracious to this church. He's been gracious because of the people that he's brought. He's been gracious because of what he's given us as far as property and buildings. He's been gracious because of the people, the missionaries that we have out of this church that have gone out. God's been very gracious to us. But I think sometimes we forget why he's gracious to us. Church family, you are standing right here where the church of Macedonia was. And you receive grace from God because you're saved. And then you give grace to the missionary. And then God puts back grace upon you. It's grace upon grace. That's what God does for us. Well, I'm just having a rough time. And I just don't feel like he's gracious. He's gracious. I like the alls in that verse, and I know you saw it, but I'm going to say it again. But look at chapter 9, verse number 8. He says, I'm, I'm just going to use the alls now, all right? Verse number, chapter 9, verse number 8. All what? Secondly, all what? 
Third of all, all what? All grace, all sufficiency, all things. Can I just tell you all things? This is deep, but I'm just going to tell you what it means. All things. It's not just financial, and it's not just physical, and it's not just emotional. Do you understand? God says, I'm going to show grace all the way. To, you gave a little bit of money, and I'm going to give you more than what money can buy. You go through a valley in your life. Be careful not to throw stones at God. God's valleys are for different reasons. But I want to tell you, as my father used to say, every valley has two mountains. Because when you come from a mountain into a valley and you go back up to a mountain, I'm just trying to tell you something. God's grace is always great and it's always good. So church family... This is where we're at for this missions conference. How many saved tonight? Say amen. amen. Then guess what? You got grace. The only reason you're saved, grace of God. You don't believe that? Then how come you weren't born in Iraq or Iran or some Muslim home? You know, I can't help but every year, ask the Lord, what do you want me to give to missions because of that grace? He left heaven. I don't have to spend one second in hell. I'm with him forever. I think giving something to missions, all that is is the overflow of grace. So I get grace, I give grace. And God says he owes no man. So God gives me grace back. That's what it is. You know, when you get late, older in life, it's easier to look back at life as far as God's grace on your life. It's, it's, it's easier. It, when you're going through life, sometimes it's hard to see. It really is. And listen, I, don't, I can't tell you, we're not the same. Your life's different than my life, but you still have grace. If, if you've got a God, there's still grace. I don't care what, sometimes Satan really gets things fuzzy on us. Well, if this, if that, how come this, how come that? I'm just telling you, God's gracious. But I will tell you this. Station, when you and I got married, was, was I given five before we got married or was it after we got married? Do you remember? Five, we started with $5 to missions. Do you remember? Was I doing that before we got married? Do you remember? I'm pretty sure just before my wife and I, we never went through Faith Promise Missions Conference growing up. But for whatever reason, just putting a little bit in. And over the years, Station and I, we pray and ask the Lord what he wants to give. And we've raised our faith promise. To some, it might seem to be a lot. To others, maybe not. But it's, it's a faith promise that we've continued to raise. And I'm just trying to tell you over life and over our marriage, I look back at the things that God has done for us. There's no way of explaining how or why, except for one word. Grace. Grace. Church family, you're about to come up on a Faith Promise Missions Conference. If all you did tonight was this, is remember the day you got saved that Jesus died, if that's all you did, then I want to tell you, it's not going to be hard for you to figure out, okay, God, now show me what you want me to be as far as giving grace. And can I just tell you the promise that goes along with that? God is able with all grace, all sufficiency for all things, and then he just pours it right back upon you. Hey, you know what I feel bad for some of you? If you're here tonight, I'm just, I mean, if you're here tonight, you've heard the gospel. You know what I feel bad for some of you? For God so loved the 
You got this grace down pat. But you're never, you've never gotten this grace back because you've never figured out how to be gracious. I want to tell you something. Nobody knows on this card how much you're giving your faith promise, but I would just tell you, if you want grace from the Lord beyond your salvation grace, then you need to give to missions. I'm not a prosperity preacher. Give so you can get. But you can't get around the promise that those who are gracious, God is gracious too. God wants to be gracious. Come on upon faith promise on Sunday. Ask the Lord what he'd have you to give. Your heads, our heads bowed and our eyes are closed.